Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. How did you get into property in the first place? Two reasons, or two ways, really. Uh, and the next one is why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, so make it three. Uh, so, by accident, like most people, so... As you know, I'm an, I'm an accountant and I was seeing very quickly that the clients who were really successful were the ones who were also investing in property. So that piqued my interest. Okay, there's a connection. You know, success leaves, leaves clues. clues. So there's a connection here because these top 20% of clients, okay, are doing really well. And most of them have some kind of a property portfolio, commercial, residential, mixed use of some sort, or they're investing in something else apart from their own business. That was number one. And number two, uh, when you read the Times Rich 100 list uh, or other such uh, magazines and articles and publications, okay, and you look at the top 100 or top 250 or the top 50, they're one of the common ones apart from oil and gas, generally speaking, or any type of energy supply, uh, one of the most common ones is property. I mean, so I thought there's got to be something here where these people are doing really, really well and they're in the world of property. So there's a connection here in terms of affluence, wealth, doing well, serving your community, giving back, all of those things that these people are doing when you look into their profiles. But they all do that because to some extent that they've created a strong platform. So those were the two things that piqued my interest. I guess around about the same time, because when I saw people doing well, I thought, this is interesting. How do I to learn to know more, more about it more about this it's a bit like uh when you buy a new car and let's say you bought uh, a new white car which you have done I all have. of a sudden uh, kieran two things happen once you start seeing more of those the same make and color yes but at the same time you start seeing more white cars on the road okay because that's because you've raised your awareness okay and that's called the reticular activation system okay that triggers your mind because now it's more close to you and it's more relevant you start seeing more of that and so i think because i saw clients or the, the top 20 doing really well that then triggered that off for me and then then the next time i was reading something i was trying to connect that with that because that's what my subconscious was feeding me so one thing leads to another another okay uh and there was who was it who said by land not making any more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. And, and you know, there are the, the phrase safe as houses is very relevant for a reason when you start looking into how to, how to inve uh, investing in Until property. Until you have a very big property crash and a market correction and people are looking to make money quickly and then and they bought these houses and then, then they're going to have to sit for a while and be patient. And, of course, property always comes around. Uh, in the cycle. It's, it's like a bad haircut, isn't it's it? It's a bad, bad, bad haircut. Even a bad property deal, if you can hold on to it for long enough. And you know all about bad, bad haircuts, don't you, Kieran? I really do. Yeah. But we'll talk about that some other time as well. M maybe another day. <laughs> yeah. Go on, then. It's over to you. Um, but yeah, so um, you've sidetracked me now into bad haircuts. No, um, so... That was your fault, by the way. But at least you gave us a good laugh in the office for about six weeks. Yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> Five and a half, then. Um, um, 
but yeah, so pr- property, as you just said, goes goes in cycles, and and this kind of goes back to doing your due diligence, doing the research, doing the understanding um, that we were talking about um, a little while ago um, in terms of doing your research. Um, so when when you started doing your research into property, what at what point was it that you then decided now's the time and kind of why? Because obviously you saw you saw people who were successful, top clients, all all in property, and it was it it wasn't just property though, was it? It's the multiple streams of income to accentuate where where they are, what they're doing, and generate wealth over time with through assets rather than just a single business. Yeah, absolutely. Because obviously, if, if, if you're exchanging your time for money, whether it's a business or whether you're an employee, uh, then one thing pretty much for sure for the majority of people, by the way, is that they'll outspend their income. Buy a bigger car, bigger house, bigger holidays or more holidays or better holidays, uh, better clothes, education for their children, something else, something else, something else. It goes on and on and on. Different people have different interests, by the way. Uh, so the credit card spending goes up, the personal loans go up, okay, uh, the bank loans go up, remolding their properties, okay, so increasing the monthly payments. Most people kind of always run before they can walk in terms of expenditure. Uh, so I, I soon realized that I was a, a victim, if I can call it that, okay, and by, by victim I mean something that was self-created, nobody created it for me, that's what I believe. Uh, and in order to outrun that thought process and that mentality in the mindset, I'd have to, I'd need a second or additional sources of income. So that's why I, I went into multiple streams of business and property income. Alongside that, as you know, Kieran, uh, I'm ready, aim, and then, uh, sorry, ready, fire, and then aim. Yes. Ready, ready, aim, fire. I think I just, just do it, get on with it. So the first few property deals that I did, I was very enthusiastic, uh, and I said, I just got to get on with it. Uh, they weren't my best deals, but they weren't my worst either. The worst were to come later, by the way, okay? Because as you know, a little bit of knowledge is a very dangerous thing. A little bit of knowledge is <laughs> uh, far more dangerous yeah, yeah, than yeah, a lot um, of knowledge. Yeah, and, and I've been through that, by the way. But at the same time, I think what's really important, uh, if people take nothing away from this particular first episode, is when, when you go into a business or property, because we're talking about property, everybody pays their entry tax. And by entry tax, I mean you're going to do a deal, whether it's a single let, buy to let, okay, could be HMO, could be service accommodation, could be commercial conversions, could be new builds, could be deal sourcing, and all these wonderful phrases which some of you may, somebody may not have heard of, okay, and this is hearing the, for the first time on this show. We're going to cover all of that in forthcoming episodes. Uh, but... Uh, it's gonna. It's obviously going to make it uh, interesting for people uh, to understand all those things. But whatever you do, at some point you're going to do a deal which goes wrong, badly wrong, and it tends to be for people the first few deals. So yeah. I've had horror stories, Kieran, from somebody buying in Portugal or Spain or overseas, to someone buying land in the UK, to some unmitigated disaster, buying uh, a a property, and it cost them a lot more to spend than they thought they would. They wanted to flip it. So flipping, generally speaking, is you buy a house, okay, which needs repairs and maintenance, generally speaking, 
from an auction or probate or elsewhere, then you fix it up. When you fix it up, the value post fixing it up is higher than or more than what you paid for it, plus the amount that you paid to improve it or renovate it. Plus a little extra. Plus a little extra. But then you realize, okay, then they realize it's 30 grand short. And then they end up borrowing, begging, pillaging, doing what they have to do to make up for the shortfall, but now they can't sell the house. Uh, and that puts them back. So that's the entry tax uh, that I paid. And a lot of people, in fact, pretty much everybody that I've ever dealt with, and you know, I'd see a lot of property messages every single year, whether it's on the platform speaking to them or coaching, consulting, advising, or working with them, uh, or even on the masterminds. Uh, everybody who I've met so far has paid their entry tax. Yep. I completely agree with that. The, the, so, but the, so I did minimal research to answer your question, by the way. And how many people get to that entry tax and then stop and give up? A huge amount because that knocks their confidence. Uh, and they've either created a situation now where they've, using the earlier example, borrowed £30,000. And let's say this person's earning £30,000 a year salary. After uh, all of their uh, expenditure, they haven't got much disposable income left. Right. Like today, you'd really struggle, by the way. But let's say they've got £150 left at the end of the month. You or somebody £30,000 that you borrowed from a family friend or associate, okay? Let's say it's even one or, or, or 30 individuals, doesn't matter. If your net okay, disposable income... is only £150 a month. It's like a long, long time to pay everybody off. So that puts them back. It's only £1,800 a year. There you go. And so it's going to take a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Just under 20 years, people aren't going to wait that long. And obviously your salary might go up and you might get a bonus and all that kind of stuff. You might get a weekend job. And if you do, by the way, all those things, especially the weekend job, now it's taking your attention away from investing or, or researching in property. Therefore, you're exhausted. You've got even less time. So that that's one end of the spectrum. The other end is it's not their confidence. They think I'm not good enough. I never knew what I was doing in the first place. I should never have done this. Okay. The person who advised me gave me the wrong advice or information because remember, it's always somebody else's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. Okay. And 101 thoughts go through their head. So that knocks their confidence and they aren't able to get back up again for some while. For some people, it might be a month. For others, it could be 10 years. Okay. And for others, it could be never. And there's obviously a whole load of other reasons which i call and you call excuses by the way but yeah. some of them are reasons okay where they can't now of course when somebody's in that situation and let's say they suffer some kind of a breakdown or trauma or mental health that takes us to a whole different level and place which we're not going to talk we're about. not going to touch on that no. but that that's i'd say a significant reason and they need to recover from that first okay but the majority of them that i know don't actually go to that level they just knock their confidence and they think I don't want to do this again because I don't want to play this game. It just isn't fun. And here's the interesting thing with that is, in your experience, have you seen, and I mean, I know I've person, I personally have seen it, is when you have someone that does a bad deal or when you see someone that does a bad deal that isn't going to recover from it, and you can generally tell when someone has gone, uh, and I'm done, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. This is not the game for me. You find that savvy investors find those people and they make it almost make it worse for them because they then go, I'll save you out of this deal. And then they go on to make money out of that deal and do a successful deal. And these people are almost like kicked when they're down. 
I, I, I've seen that a few times where savvy investors will then pick up the pieces that's of a bad deal. Yeah, that's because they're good at what they do. And it's that uh, old saying, and I probably won't get it right, but uh, he's, when Bruce Lee says there are people who l- learn 50,000 different kicks or something like that, he said, I learned one kick 50,000 times. Well, something to that yeah. magnitude, okay? So those people you're talking about, generally speaking, are the ones who have one particular strategy that they're really good at. They know it inside out, okay? They're not uh, uh, basically jack of all trades. They're master of one, generally speaking. So whether it's uh, refurbs or fit-outs or flips or commercial conversions, they know it inside out. So they can go in there, and the first thing, obviously, they rescue that person. They let's yeah. help you cut your losses. But secondly, I know how to turn this around and make it better. And you've seen some of the deals that we've done, yeah. both for ourselves and others. Uh, and then one, obviously, that uh, Asim was doing with us uh, a while back, uh, how we've rescued that and not only rescued it, but improved it significantly. Yeah, significantly improved, improved it. In different it. ways, okay? And uh, some people might call that luck, by the way. But I think you and I would, would say luck is important. And obviously, uh, the belief in God, okay, is important. Uh, but... Alongside that, you've still got to make the effort. And if when you make the effort, in my world at least anyway, and most of our listeners, I hope they'll believe that uh, God opens doors for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that comes back to, we were once talking about um, snooker. And I think you know, know where I'm going with this, is that the difference between an amateur and a professional uh, is an amateur plays until they get it right a professional plays until they don't get it wrong. Huge difference, isn't it? It's a massive difference, but it's a very subtle difference as well For, for in terms of paraphrasing that a lot of people kind of skip over. And I think that's true, true in property as well is people will make mistakes and then say it's not for them. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. It's a gold Gary player saying the harder I practice, the luckier I get. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's about practice. Uh, and commitment and research that we obviously talked about today. Once somebody decided they want to go into property, you and I then would assist them with some training on mindset. And as we said, that's, that in a way becomes lifelong training and a lifelong skill that one acquires. What should they do after that? Because I think it'll be good. That'd be a good point to end the show. And next week we can then build on that. Yeah, absolutely. So once 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 you've got your mindset in order, then well. On track, on, on track to, to continually learning because it's, it's, it's a continual process. Um, then it's a discussion about what you want from all of this and what, you're, what you want to put into it, what you want to get out of it, um, which then leads you down into which strategy is right for you, what you want to achieve. Um, do you want to achieve you know, a massive property empire where you, know, you can hand it down through legacy to, to, to the rest of your family or are you just in it for a couple of vanilla bytelets um just to offset your 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 income and and retirement possibly and that's a question that only the individual can answer i can't answer that for you you can't answer that for them it's it's a matter of what's best for them and it's having that conversation about what do i want do i want to have a second job of where I'm putting all my effort and all my energy into property, or do I want something where I can give it to potentially a management company and then take dividends? It's 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 
that that re- again back to research. What do you want out of it? So that whole this is partly and significantly, by the way, about purpose. Yes. What's your own purpose? And then what's the purpose of you wanting to become a property investor or a property entrepreneur or a property business person? Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.